some pretty us picks if i do say so myself uh i would say yeah uh, tell tell everybody what the picks are no i'm just going to vaguely reference them for the next well, hour let's and never half. reveal the titles and see if people <laughs> guess it yes like guys after two hours of talking we're still not going to say the titles of the movies how's that um that seems awful and i would <laughs> never do that to the people that choose to spend their time listening to us. Do a, change the name of the podcast to we hate you yeah guess guess the movie we're assholes um so one of them is from i actually think it's i might be wrong but i thought i noticed it was 2015 uh the final girls am i right on that you are correct on that well done young lady thank you i was surprised that it was that old for some reason it felt very new to me See, in 2015, yep, as the kids the year. say, to me, when I that doesn't feel long ago. That, oh my gosh, it feels like a million years. I, I don't know. I guess it's also that I rarely see movies when they first come out. And even if this come out, meaning like when they first hit streaming, but this wasn't on streaming. It was on mm-hmm. like Redbox. So I feel like, no, this is finally getting to me. No, I, I, I totally get it. I don't know why it just, whatever. I don't know the year of the next one. Tragedy Girls. What uh, is that? 2017. 17. So I have no sense of anything. So that would be Tragedy Girls, which is currently on Hulu, and The Final Girls, which I still haven't purchased. So I rented it, but I should have bought it. That's my story. <laughs> uh, a, a harsh lesson in, in humanity, if you will. I, I made some bad decisions. It, it seems, yeah. I mean, you could have made worse. But all in all, like, yeah, no, that's actually really bad. Uh, on a scale of, like, things I did wrong today, nothing comes near that. I'm just going to say yeah, that. It's pre- it's yeah, it's pretty terrible. All right. So um, uh, movies about girls, in a sense. Or not. Or maybe they're women. Or maybe there's more to it. We're going to find out. But before we do that, Christine, what other movies have you been watching? Well, mine is a short yet varied list that I will go through and tell you about. Um I finally watched Hurricane Bianca, 
which I believe you've watched. <gasps> Yay! What did you think? I really liked Yay! it. Yay! My my face, I had this smile on my face. I don't know if you could hear my smile. But I could. I had the smile, and then immediately my smile froze, because I'm like, oh no, she didn't like it, and then my no, smile I liked was going to crack. Yay! It was exactly what it should have been. It was yep. really funny. Yep. So for anybody who doesn't know, Hurricane Bianca is starring um, drag queen Bianca Del Rio, but also... I was super excited that Shangela and Willem were. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, I was so surprised when I saw them in the credits, like, really excited. Willem is the funniest person. Seriously, yeah. Willem is so funny in this. We must have rewound certain scenes that he's <laughs> in, like, three times yep. just to watch. Watch is The delivery is so good. Willem's so good. So, very happy to finally watch that. We're going to watch the sweet? second one. Oh, that's right. There is a new one. Is the new one yeah. streaming anywhere? I think so. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. Sweet, sweet. I just so, like it's it's like a nice movie. It is. It's really nice. It's it's actually funny. It's it's low budget and stuff, but mm-hmm. like in not in that way where you like struggle to watch it. Like, yes. oh, this is so bad. It, they had no money, but like it, it just feels small and low budget. But it's still really well done. It feels like when they do the sketches on Drag Race and. And the ones that are really funny. Like, to yeah. me, it feels like one of those is a full-length movie, but with a really, like, good nature at its core, which I think makes yeah. such a big difference. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I, I, I will probably have watched the second one by the time we talk yes, again. maybe I will, too. Hooray! Um, oh, I made a big mistake, and we watched <gasps> we watched Tremors 3. Oh, I've never seen that one. Wait, that's not the flashback one, or that is a flashback one? That's not. That's This is okay. the one where they... They're, they fly like if everyone oh, okay something happens in this one they start to fly um i don't know I how didn't... i feel about that since the definition of tremors is that they move underground well yeah the second one worked in a lot of ways for me they changed location they changed up um many of the characters not mm-hmm. all of them but many of the characters <laughs> the ones who they couldn't afford to pay to come back <laughs> exactly but there was still a real charm and it was interesting this third one was really bad it was like back to perfection so like it's people from the town are there again yeah like it, it is people from the first is one, fred is... ward in that one or no no okay no. um no it, it it's it's like the fact that there are people you recognize from the first one that's fun but like it really loses its footing mm, pretty gotcha. quick and for me it was a complete failure like i i kept checking out i couldn't pay attention to it we tried just for the hell of it to put the fourth one on and that's the flashback one yeah it's the one in the old west and i don't yeah i don't know if we were just so like it had worn out its welcome from mm. the third one or if the fourth one is really terrible but we ended up shutting it off i was Got like it. yeah i think i'm done with it there so that's not on the list because we didn't actually watch it <laughs> um we watched Escape from New York because <gasps> Zach wouldn't stop talking about it. Had you never seen it? It's I like that. No, I've seen it, but okay. like I. So here's the thing that I realized, and I might be making a bold statement here, but I think adult Christine has been much heavily more heavily impacted by Wes Craven than John Carpenter. Ah, okay, fair. And I think, and I think that I prefer Craven over. Fair. And Carpenter's fine, but just adult Christine. See, I thought what you were going to say is that you realized adult Christine prefers Escape from L.A. to Escape from New York. 
Um, funny you should mention that because then I have to watch Escape from LA. And it isn't it a joy? I love Escape from LA. Am I wrong? No. <laughs> no, I didn't like I didn't like that movie. Well, fine. <laughs> Sorry. That, I, I mean, don't apologize to me. Apologize to yourself, but whatever. Because you can't find joy in your heart to enjoy what that movie has to offer. I mean, it's effectively the same movie. But with surfing? You know, I almost forgot. Yeah. I don't know. It, like, so of course I love Halloween. And, I, like, I, I like John Carpenter. To say I don't like John Carpenter movies would be a, a bold-faced lie. But... For me right now, taking into consideration rewatchability and, like, impact overall, I, I do not think that I care for him as much as maybe I did when I was, like, 22. Okay, interesting. I, I mean, I'm not a... I, love I know, it was, a weird, it was a weird realization. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I hear you. I think especially because he is such a... Um, has such significance to a lot of our peers... Who, mm-hmm. you know, kind of call upon, like, oh, Prince of Darkness is an underrated masterpiece. I don't think Prince of Darkness is an underrated masterpiece. I think Halloween is a masterpiece. I think, mm-hmm. um, uh, what, like, I think, you know, Escape from LA and I think The Thing, like, I think those are all oh, great films. Oh, The Thing is, like, a perfect yeah. movie. Yes, yes. Um, but not every single one is a piece of perfection. Mm-hmm. But, whereas, yeah. and with Russ Craven, I think in many, to me, I overall, I would say John Carpenter is a better director than Wes Craven, I think, kind of ever was overall but i'm with you on i am i am sure i have seen more west craven films and have more kind of affection overall just for different generational reasons i think yeah and and yeah maybe it could be generational zach pointed out that maybe it could be because of um craven's copious use of women in Mm -hmm. his movies oh yeah i not to say that John Carpenter's movies are absent of women, because I mean, sure, everyone I mean, would yell at me and, and say, fog, look at Halloween. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, dummy, how how many times is Jamie Lee Curtis in his movies? Like, I, I got it, bro, is what I would say, but um, <laughs> to this non-existent person. But <laughs> I feel, and I, and I guess this says a lot about me, Emily, my life was more impacted by Wes Craven's mm-hmm. new nightmare than it was by The Fog. And okay, that's just sure. who I am as a person. I'm hey, I, I'm not judging. I would say my life was probably more influenced by like Deadly Friend than The Thing, and that doesn't mean it was a better movie. It just means I no. watched it more as a kid than The Thing. Yep. Look, look, we're all different people. Yeah. I don't know why I'm defending myself. I'm going to stop because uh, <laughs> somebody so, out there is just like fuck that Christine. I always knew. Yeah, she was... I'm done with her. Um. I didn't say one negative thing about John Carpenter. Um, so Zach went to Sweden, and I watched a lot of television. Oh, I was gonna. But, I really hoped you watched a lot. I was hoping you were gonna say I watched a lot of Swedish films because that no, would just make me happy. to celebrate. Yeah, just to be uh, like, oh, if only I was there. Instead, I'm gonna watch Let the Right One In again. It's the only Swedish you know that would have been smart. But like, I was, I was all like, well, I'm gonna watch every movie, and then I just ended up sitting and watching TV. Yeah, like. That's just how, I don't know, I, I like television a lot. It's but funny, I, Brandon goes away next week, I'm going to be alone for a few days, mm-hmm. and like, I'm already thinking like, oh no, I, I know I'm going to end up in that rut that I always do, where I'm like, oh, I have the, the TV like, like all day to myself, I'm just going to watch a bunch of stuff, and I'm going to spend six of those hours trying to decide what to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the fourth season of Sherlock, of BBC Sherlock. Okay. Um, 
it wasn't even any good, and each episode <laughs> is an hour and a half long. So I effectively watched three movies I didn't like. And then I also watched The Night Manager, the um, Tom Hiddleston. Oh, the Tom Hiddleston one, yeah. Um, yeah, which was actually super good. Okay. Uh, but, like, I, who am I? Who do I become when I'm left by myself? <laughs> but um, I did watch Field of Dreams. Um <gasps> I know. Look, I put it on because I was like, I have some stuff to do around this house. I'm going to put on a movie and just have it in the background. I did not move for the entire runtime. It's so time. good. Did you love it? Oh, it is the it is one of my favorite movies. Okay. It's so good. It's it's su- look. It's so good. It's so such good. an old white guy movie, but <laughs> there's I, a black guy in it, Christine. No, but like it really like I say to Zach like, "Oh my god, this movie." And he makes fun of me. Yeah. And I kind of get it, but like you would then think, you get oh, to the, to the Burt Lancaster scene, and it all makes sh- sense. Shut your, you shut your mouth know, about that. Like Graham. But like Graham. I, I cried yep. through the majority of the movie. Oh, yeah. I love this movie so much. It is one of the most pure, yep. magical movies. I cannot say how wonderful it is. Mm-hmm. I cry at the same you. things. Me too. I get excited at yeah. the same yeah. things. Oh my god! I oh, I'm tearing up. The catch, and uh, that entire sequence of Burt Lancaster, and the sequence oh. before it when they introduce his character, yeah. when it's his wife talking about him. Yeah, I I can't. It's it's so it's such a beautiful, great it movie. So yeah. And like, I don't know. I have like a huge portion of the people will come speech yep. Yep. memorized. So I'm just sitting there like mouthing the words, crying. Yes. Yes. People will come, Ray. And I I don't know. It's just such a great so movie. Good. And he make Zach makes fun of me so hard. But fuck that. That movie's so good. Send him off to Sweden where they don't have baseball. Let Get away. Do, let whatever. me enjoy. Let me have joy in my life. Exactly. Jeez. Um, I love that movie so much. So I know you good. do too. Yes. So. yes. And then I also rewatched Watchmen, which is a movie that I like that other people hate. But I love it. I have a mixed um, relationship with it. I don't know. It rewatched really well this last time too. But um, so we went to the theater and we saw Searching. Ooh, what did you think? Looks promising to me. You know, I would love to talk to you about it. I okay. say this about everything, but I would love to talk to you about it because Zach and I had the same read about it, mm. and sometimes I wonder if we taint each other. Sure. Okay. Um, I feel like the first. Two thirds or half of it. I, I I don't really know. I'd have to look at it again. Are fantastic, and then something happens in the end where, and maybe somebody who's actually read up about this movie or knows about the production could tell me, but it feels like they rewrote or reshot the last mm. portion. Okay, and it feels really wrong to the rest mm. of the movie. And it made and and I got we were like super pumped about it afterwards, like yelling in the car. And I only got so worked up about it because it's that thing where some, when something's good and it kind of wastes. When you wanted it, like Last Exorcism esque. Yeah, like yeah. It was, the beginning was so great, and this yeah. Was really and then they had to leave you with this feeling when you walked out the theater. Yeah, because yeah. I I said the the real big plus for me, and even in the form it is now. Um, is it's like a whole buffalo movie, so to speak. Like, there's not one thing that's introduced, not one scene, not one picture that doesn't play in. Mm, which I like, something, yeah, yeah. Which I love, like, fucking. That's how I felt you about Hereditary. Got, yeah, you got fucking maximize your time, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I liked that, so it felt really tight and good to me in that regard. But I really, there were some choices at the end. I was like, eh. So when you get around to mm. seeing it. Okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe we would cover it once. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's keep that in mind. 
I would be interested to look at it again, like with my expectations in a more normal mm-hmm, place, sure. you know? Um, we, could, we can easily do that with like Unfriended or something. Oh, Unfriended. I rewatched The Guest, which is an amazing movie. Nice. You've seen that, right? I have. I like it. I like that movie. Um, so I finally watched Solo. What did you think? I hated it with the fire of a thousand suns. Oh, yeah. What what did you hate about it? I mean, I, 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 I like to me it was okay, and I mean like like I absolutely mean if I had to give a description of it, it was okay, uh, which is not a good thing for a for a movie for that movie for me, especially um, so much more affection and attachment to the franchise. Yes, certainly. Whereas I don't. I'm right. casual fan at best, you know. And so, what did you hate about it? Um, it was. It was really ham-handed. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just super, like, I don't know. Like, not everything has to be, like, like, I don't need to know, like, I don't need 17 jokes about Lando's cape. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't need that. See, that like, was, like, the one thing I liked. <laughs> but I thought, like, wouldn't this have been more funny if there was just one joke instead of you kept going back to that well, and now right, it just right. feels... I think that also oh. kind of showed how thin so much of it was, in a And sense. that's... Yes, it was just really. I don't even know what it was about. Like, yeah. what it was so trite and so like. It. I think the problem. It should have either been more important or less important in a sense. Thank you. Because yes. it, it ends up, you're like, okay, it could be. It could have been like a light, like heist movie, yep. and just gotten have been fun, or it, could, which it kind of tries to do, but then there's also like war and then okay now let's add this twist at the end where oh no this plays into the universe and you're like okay that's really unsatisfying considering you're not going to make any more of them that like i feel like this that's a movie that's going to age so poorly where um and i mean other they've done this with other movies right the divergent series where they made three of them and just stopped so now like Mm -hmm. i imagine if you were ever saw any of those movies which i never did it, they must just feel so amazingly unfulfilling because they never finish it. Yeah. And that's kind of what I feel about in the end. That's what Solo ends up feeling like because they give you a big plot point that is purely there to set up the next thing and there's not going to be a next thing. Mm-hmm. It, and, and yeah, it it doesn't... It doesn't... I don't know what... It, I guess I was going to say it doesn't set out what it intended... Set out to do what it intended to do, but I don't even know what its intention right. was. Yeah, same. So I found, um, I can't think of his name, but I know the guy who plays Solo. He was in Beautiful Creatures and Stoker. Like, I know that dude. I, I, like, when they cast him and everybody was like, oh, they should have just cast Sebastian Stan because he looks just like him. Great. Sebastian Stan looks like Mark Hamill. I agree with you. But I was just I was just like, whatever, I know who this dude is. I've seen him and stuff. I'm not hating on the fact that they cast him, but I found him completely charismaless. Yeah. I mean, and you, yes, I don't entirely blame him for that. <laughs> no, not at all. Because again, my eyes have seen him in things. Yes, where he was not a dead fish. Right. Um, and then what's her face? Uh, Game of Thrones. There. Yeah. I was like, they keep trying I was like, to. She, yeah. She's here, and then they made they made Chewie so stupid. Yep. What the fuck? Yeah. He's not. He's not a dummy. No. Yeah. And I like is this again like what you said is this supposed to be fun? And yeah. like Lando's relationship with the robot was honestly more offensive than anything else. I just never fully understood it. 
It felt like they were forcing, like, so it it came across as, like, a gay panic joke, but instead of, like, a dude and a dude, it's, like, a man and, and a robot. Right. And, like, it was, like, why are you doing this? Why is this even happening? But also, like, the movie couldn't decide if it was a joke or not. Right? Because it seems like it's playing on, like, she's, like, oh, yeah, he's into me. And you're, and you're like, ah, oh, ha, ha, no, you're a chubby robot, so he's not. But then, like, at a certain point, you're, like, wait, maybe he is. And you really don't know. So is it funny or is it like are you are we supposed to care like and yeah ugh, yeah look as a last Jedi super fan <laughs> <laughs> I like that that is now you're like on your business card like I don't know man I'm obsessed with that movie I watched it again I don't know anything else about this franchise I do <laughs> I just had a conversation with you about it but like I don't have any investment in it. I am so in love with that movie. So at now at this point, anything with a Star Wars and it comes near me, I'm like, this is in Last Jedi, get it away. So Well, I, I guess know. we won't cover the Ewok movies like I originally planned to for next episode. We can. Yeah, Maybe I've never seen that. Um but I, I I'm I know that you were kind of luke lukewarm. Yeah. That's <laughs> I just got that. On it at best, but like we were really disappointed because I thought it would at least be like fun, fun. and I didn't yeah. even really get that out of it. Yeah, it's a slog. It's a bit of a slog. Yeah. Um I have one more. It's not my recommend because I didn't like it that much, but it is on Netflix. It's called Demonic. Did you suggest this to me? I don't think so. Tell me more about it's got, Demonic. It's got Frank Grillo and Maria Bello in Ooh, it. Oh, no. I would remember okay. that. I think it was my mom then. I knew it was one of you, and I really thought it was you. You um, often have the same taste. Oh, I like the poster. Oh, uh-oh. I'm playing it. I didn't was... mean to play it. What's happening? <laughs> Why is Netflix? What is it doing? Okay. <laughs> It was good enough for me to say you should watch it. Okay. But, like, I didn't, I didn't, like, I wasn't over the moon about when it. When amateur it didn't do ghost anything. hunters visit an abandoned house, their investigation yeah. turns into a massacre, leaving questions for a detective and a psychologist. Added. Yeah, Maria Bello is, like, really good in it. I do like her. She, for, she was, like, the high point for me. Nice. Um, but, like... If you recommend this movie to me, whoever you are out there, thank you. I don't remember who it was. Um, but I did I did enjoy it to a degree. Again, not enough for it to be my official Fair. recommend. <laughs> so that's all I got. All right. Uh, I got a, a odd little list. So we finished uh, season two of Luke Cage. Oh, I didn't even get through season one. Ah, so how far did you get into season one? Second episode. Oh, jeez. See, I I fell I fell out with these Marvel shows. It's okay, I'm no, sorry. I I understand. Like I, there was a point when I realized, like, oh, all the shows are going to keep going and they're going to keep adding shows that I kind of at one point had thought, like, I don't know if I want to do this. Was back like after the first season of Daredevil mm-hmm. when I realized, like, oh my god, this is going to be like an ongoing and like commitment throughout the year. And to me, they've been very mixed. I think Jessica Jones season one was amazing. Luke Cage season one was half really, really good, and then half fell mm-hmm. apart. Uh, Punisher was good. Uh, Daredevil was okay season one and terrible season two. Um, Luke Cage is easily, to me, the first of the shows to have a better season two than season one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I think it was paced really well. I think uh, it, it did something very important, which is um, a, I think most of these Netflix shows kind of live and die by their villain Mm-hmm. And it has it has Mariah again, who is my favorite character in the Marvel universe, and it also has another secondary really good villain who's really interesting and complex and all that. Uh, so and it 
like the problem with the first season was that the pacing was just insane. That first half yeah. of it moves and you're into it. And then they have a bunch of episodes where they just cram a whole bunch of other stuff in that you don't care about. This one, I think they really took the time to plan it and lay it out and look at how it works over 13 episodes. Um, so I dug it. Uh, there is something, I, I won't give anything away, but well, I, the other good thing I think that was really interesting about it was it ends in a really different place than where it begins, which means you end the season saying, Ooh, wow, I have no idea. We're, we're going somewhere totally different in the next season because mm-hmm. these characters in this universe has been completely changed. Things have happened where people are going to be facing different challenges in the next season. So good for it. Um, I was happy with that. Uh, let's see. On Amazon, Amazon, that's how that's how they say it. On Amazon Prime, I, <laughs> I, I don't remember. That is how they say it. I don't remember exactly what like prompted me, but suddenly I'm like, I want some like entertaining but educational documentaries. And on Amazon Prime, there is a bunch of these PBS, the American Experience documentaries, uh-huh. which are very good. I don't know if you've ever watched any. Uh, I, I watched, have, but one. I think I've scrolled by them. They're, I mean, they're fairly long. They're fairly solid and substantial. It's a lot of talking heads. Uh, it's like reenactments kind of under narration. It, they look good. They have good production values. I watched one on the Pilgrims, which is about... It was over two hours, and it was, might have oh, even been like, much longer than that. But I learned things I didn't learn before. Uh, I also watched one on tuberculosis, which was interesting. And I am halfway through one on about purely about death in the Civil War. So that's interesting. Very, very nice. Yeah. I'm... How how long are they? They're, they vary. I think the TB one was about an hour and a half. The Pilgrims okay. was two hours. The Civil War one I'm watching is like 2.15 because so I, I know sometimes those can be, like, shorter. Some of but, them, I think, are. I think there are some on there that are, like, an hour. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing it's it's probably one of those cases where the length has no, like, typically you watch something that was made for TV, you know it's going to be probably, oh, it's probably 45 minutes because it would have been an hour, but they had commercials. With PBS, like, you don't have commercials, but you do have the, okay, we're going to pause in the middle to give you 25 minutes of fundraising. So mm-hmm. I think there's, like, no rules on running length. It seems like they just run for as long as they need to, I guess. So, I don't know. They're, they're good, like, I guess they're good background stuff, too, because it's just, still again, a lot of talking heads. But, I don't know. It's American history in its PBS form. So, I recommend it. Look at you being classy. I try. I do. Um, let's see. I talk about classy. You know what I watched? What? Finally, it's a movie that I know is near and dear to your heart. <gasps> what? Queen of the Damned. Look, this movie is really good. <laughs> what did you What did you think? Um, it was terrible, it, right? It is. Well, you know, the problem is it's very clear very early on that they took two books and pushed them together and then made them kiss and turned it into a 90-minute movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, there's so much going on, but there's not that much going on. And it chooses to focus on the wrong thing, which, like, we've, how many of these movies have we seen where it's like, oh, you have vampires and werewolves, and let's focus on a boring human woman or a boring human man. And that's, that's the biggest fault of this movie is I really don't care about um, Katie from What Hot American Summer. I'd kind of want to watch Lestat and Ayla do their thing. But mm. the movie wants to give me Katie from White Hat American Summer. Uh, however, this movie is so 2002 that it's kind of wonderful for that. 
I I like it. Like Plus, there are it, chokers, it's, crushed velvet. It's it's of a time. Oh yes. Right? Oh yes. So I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of it. And yeah. I get I get anybody that's like, this is not good. And I would say you're right, it's not. But I mean and it's because I'm watching this, I'm like, oh god, wow, like Buffy took a lot from it. Then I'm like, wait, no, this is 2002. This came after Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just amusing in different reasons. But uh, yeah, so I finally checked that one off my list. Uh, let's see what else. On HBO, I watched a movie called The Abandoned. It's, uh, one, it was one of maybe the... Shut up! Is it Alina he- is Lena Headey in it? No. No, that's something else. Yeah, no, I, I was going to get I was going to get so jazzed because I knew what you were going to talk about. Yeah, this is a movie. It was in one of those, like, six or eight films to keep you awake. One of those sets, I think, um, about a woman who goes to Russia and kind of finds uh, she was adopted and she finds that that house that she was born in that's her birthright and there's zombie doppelgangers and uh it's not bad like it's produced pretty well i just really had a hard time getting into it and i really like i'm gonna forget that i saw this months from now it sounds so good though you might like it it's not bad i feel like maybe if i had rented this and like turned the lights out and watched it with full investment, maybe yeah. I would have gotten into it, but I just watched it like on the afternoon and I just couldn't invest myself in, like, I, I just couldn't stop doing other things while I watched it. Like, I just didn't mm-hmm. want to give it my full attention, but I don't think it was bad. I feel like it's, I don't know, it was decent. Uh, and it had some cool ideas. Like, it was a good kind of twist on a haunted house and all this other stuff, but I just, I don't know. I also don't remember much about it. Um, let's see. On another one on Amazon Prime, I watched a movie called Tomorrow When the War Began. This okay. is an Australian movie that is apparently based on a series of popular YA novels. Uh, I just saw the premise of it. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll give this a try. And watching it, I realized at a certain point, like, oh, this is like a YA novel movie. <laughs> but I kind of dug it. Uh, yeah. it is, well, I like those. Yeah, I, you might enjoy this one. I, I've never seen Red Dawn, but I, get, I, my, I think this is basically Australian Red Dawn. Okay. It's about a bunch of teenagers in Australia who go camping one weekend. And when they come back home... Like every the world has changed. Basically, like Ooh. nobody's home, and they realize, oh my god, we've been invaded by some fictional Asian country. And oh, so, it sounds a lot like Red Dawn. Exactly. So, like these, I've like, only six... seen the Red Dawn remake, though. So maybe I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the same idea, though. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it's like these like plucky young teenagers decide like, well, we're gonna form start our own. Like we could choose to hide or we could choose to resist, and we're gonna resist. Uh, and apparently, it was like clearly made in a way where it could have been an ongoing series, but I think it didn't do well, so it probably stops at one. Mm-hmm. I, I again, I I kind of enjoyed this. Like it was it was a you know kind of light, fluffy uh, kids going to war movie, I guess. Um, but oh, I mean, the cast was all likable. Like. They do, like, the cast is not, like, they're all white except for one Asian kid, but it's, like, they do some interesting things with that, and all of the kids have a clear personality, and you could kind of tell that it was based on books, and, like, based on the kind of, like, beloved book where when they adapt it, it's like, oh, no, this character wears a red shirt kind of thing. So, you know, I don't know, kind of charming in a certain sense, I guess. Um, I'm curious if you've seen this one, because it's now on Amazon Prime, Unsane, Steven Soderbergh's I, I have movie. not. And what you say next will decide if I ever watch it. Oh gosh, it, what I'm going to say next is I really want you to watch it because I'm curious what you'll think of it. Ooh, I'm 
I'm so afraid. I'm going to hate it so much. I don't see. I I didn't love it. And I think, well, what do you know about it? Like, what is your um, understanding of the story? Like all an iPhone. Yeah. And Will from the Gentleman's Guide thought it was a complete waste of time. <laughs> and a lot and a lot of people really hated it. And I was super on the fence going in because Soderbergh is like a giant a hair miss for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so things I there are things I like about it. I think I'd heard like a, a lot of people say like, oh, I hate, I don't know, like, the lead was so unlike, like, I hated Claire Foy. I thought she was such an awful person and so unlikable. I actually didn't get that at all. Like, her, her mm-hmm. American accent is terrible, but it was also shot in, like, seven days, so I kind of forgive that. Yeah. I thought something it does well is this is about a, a movie about a woman who was stalked, who was, you know, who has gone and moved and upended her life because she had a stalker and she was freaked out. And that has really messed her up. And now she's starting fresh. and But yet she's still really defensive and scared. And I thought that aspect of it was really interesting. Because I think they do... Like, I understood this one. Not like I've been through this. But, like, I understood this woman. I believed this woman. I got that, yeah, she's not warm and fuzzy. Because she's been through this really bad shit. And she doesn't trust anybody. Um... I thought the movie was going to be about that, essentially. About her constantly doubting herself and like oh my god is she crazy or is this really happening Mm -hmm. and that is a movie that I think would have been really interesting this movie doesn't at a certain point I think earlier than it needed to makes a decision and then suddenly I'm watching okay now I'm watching a fairly standard movie that is a little less interesting and would have been done better if it wasn't done on an iPhone Hmm. kind of where I stand on it but Amy Irving is in it that's always delightful. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know a lot about it because I when it when we first saw a trailer for it, I was like, okay, well, I'm interested to see this. And then sure. I heard, I know you're never supposed to listen to what people say, but <laughs> what people were saying were like, it was people I trusted and also what they were saying threw up huge red flags for me. Mm. Like, don't waste your time type of flags. And like, hey, he's, Soderbergh's burned me before. Right. I, I mean, I... I respect Soderbergh. I really like the idea that he's just like, hey, I can kind of do anything, so I'm going to try new things. And, you know, and yes, he is hit or miss. I think this is kind of a a cute experiment, in a sense, of him being like, what's going to happen if I take a fairly standard story, but then shoot it this way with these limitations on myself? Mm -hmm. It's an interesting project. And I think the first, like, 45 minutes... And what they do with that character, I think, are really good and interesting and ask questions and do some interesting things. I don't think, like, I wish the movie had been kind of almost, like, brave enough to kind of go with that instead of turning into what it does. Yeah. So that's my take on it. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's like 80 minutes. It's not even that long. So yeah, I watched I it on a, on a commute down to Brooklyn. So, like, it was, you can get through it pretty quickly, I think. It's And it's right. almost worse, like, it's one of those movies that, I don't know, like, I don't think you're going to walk away from it loving it, but I almost feel like you need to watch it to have an opinion on it. I I I appreciate that take, and yeah. now I have gone from probably never to at some point. Because I was, like, I was slow at watching it, because I thought I was going to love it or hate it, 
based on things people said everybody seemed to have such a strong opinion on it yeah and this happens to me a lot where i think i go in expecting something to be so extreme one way or the other that i end up like almost disappointed that i fell in the middle like what's wrong with me i didn't love it or hate it that's kind of what I feel like when I eventually watch Mother. That's kind of what I expect. Oh, my, completely for me. That was my experience with Mother. So, like, I at some point I'm probably going to watch it. That was on my list of things I'm going to watch while Zach's out of town that I didn't. Um, sorry, Benedict Cumberbatch was like, come watch this subpar season of Sherlock. <laughs> like, All right, let's do it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I get what you're saying, though, completely. I'll look at it. Um, another movie I watch, ooh, I, I hope you saw this, and if you didn't, you really should. Um, Proxy. That sounds Proxy? familiar, but I don't know what that is. So Proxy is, uh, it's directed by the guy whose name I can't think of, but he's the guy who directed Scalene, which I loved and nobody else seems to ever talk about. Yeah, I, I remember you talking about that. Scalene, you it. should watch Scalene because it's Margot Martindale, so I think you'd really like it. Oh, okay. So Proxy is really good. Proxy uh, is about a... God, like, you can't say anything about it without kind of... It's a very strange movie. Um, It is about a woman who's pregnant and something terrible happens. And so she goes to a support group and she meets this other woman who has lost her husband and her son. And they become friends. And then there is more to this woman than you think. And this woman is also has a lot of problems and this it like it's one where you really don't see i'm hang on one second christine i have to point out to my husband that we're watching a met game in um boston and there are rats everywhere do you see the <gasps> rat? like there's is that a thing in boston that there are just rats like there was I mean, a whole there were rats in the dugout and right now if you see up by the national bank hun the sign to your left that black dot yeah that's a rat there are giant rats all over Fenway Park. I mean, maybe there's as many rats there as there are. Or I, I haven't been back in like a decade, but like I never knew it to be particularly ratty. Like apparently, it is a rat-infested hellhole. I wonder if like there's something weather-based that they're all being weird or something. It's possible. It's very strange. Mm. Like they showed the Mets like standing like on the benches because they were all trying to get away from the rats in the dugout. But, like, I'm watching it, and I just that's see behind the batter. I'm like, is that Shadow? Oh, no, that's a giant rat. Like, it's that's very strange. That's upsetting. It, it's a little upsetting, yes. But anyway, pr- so Proxy is a messed up... It's... Uh, yeah, I so, just want you to see it. Just so I'm look. It. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I've definitely seen that cover. It is when on you Hulu, said it, I believe. Yeah, when you said it, I was like, I know what that is, but I knew I hadn't seen it. So it's Joe Swanberg, mm-hmm. who I, I might be in the minority, but I really do enjoy. Oh, I love and, him. Um, and, on, and I think as an actor, I think he's really, really I, natural very and, and very yeah. charming. Um, and Christina Cleave. So I'm 100% there for Christina. Um, she I, plays a violent lesbian ex-con. Shut your fucking mouth. Yes. I am, look, I didn't like the Rob Zombie Halloweens, but I was really invested when they were announced and, like, they were coming out. So, like, I am very pro-Christina Cleave mm-hmm. from, like, from like back in the day. I was like, <laughs> yeah, she's going to be the greatest. She's awesome. Um, I will watch this. You need to watch this. So is this, this is, like, a scary-ish thing, right? Because ah. I... Well, um, is it, would it be appropriate for October? Because you know I like to watch scary movies. This in October. is it is not supernatural. 
it is not uh, particular. I wouldn't. Uh, no, it, it's and it falls to me like it's a, it's a little more genre than Scalene, but Scalene fell into a similar place where it is disturbing. It would probably be classified as horror just because it's it's darker than a drama than you'd ever call something that's a drama. Like it falls into the genre because it has that feeling, but it's really, in many ways, not a horror movie. It's more about like fucked up people, mm. and the people in this are really fucked up. All right, well, like, I'll it, watch it. it yeah, it'll I, get watched. You need to watch it. I, I think you, uh, yeah, you definitely need to watch it. I almost okay. want to say we should just cover it. Oh, if you want to do that, we can. Yeah, I don't have anything yeah, on deck. You know what? Let's just do that. Do you want to do proxy? Oh. Next? Okay, that that's easy. Let me write that down before I forget. Because I really <laughs> want you it. to watch it, and I am totally happy with watching it again. Because I think there's a lot that I'll see on second viewing that will be really interesting. Let's do it. Okay. For uh, so there we go. Next show planned. Um, let's finish the first half of first third of this show. I'll keep moving. Um, okay. Uh, I watched a 1981 slasher I'd never heard of on Amazon Prime called Final Exam. Ooh, Amazon Prime is really... They do. They they took all the stuff that Netflix, when Netflix got, like, classy and decided it only wanted to show things that looked good, Amazon was like, (laughs) we'll take it. (laughs) Oh, you already chewed that up? Yeah, we'll, we'll take that. We'll, like, spit it out and iron it and make it presentable. Final Exam is a is a crappy slasher. Uh, it spends like an hour doing character build up, and some of it's kind of charming. Like there, are, like the lead final girl and like the nerdy kid are actually likable, and you're invested in them, and they seem to like be real people. But this is just not that. There's a dummy death in the opening scene, and you're like, oh yeah, this kind of movie. And then there's not even blood. You don't even know who the killer is. He's just some guy who sometimes the camera shows and sometimes it doesn't. So if you are looking for like just random shit that you haven't seen to throw in your Octoberthon, this isn't. You might enjoy this. It's not good, I'm, but I'm looking at it now. The I would say the vast majority of people. In this, don't have... have I No, no, no. They do pictures. And the guy who Peter. does, the guy, um, you'll see the character's name is Radish. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like the best thing in the movie, and he went on to be a producer, not oh, actor. Yes. Uh, like, it's kind of, again, like, I'd never heard of it, and I feel like I didn't know there were slashers I'd never heard of. From the director of My Best Friend is a Vampire. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You, you kind of should watch this. We're going to okay. pair it with Proxy. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> All right, a few more. Also on Amazon Prime, I watched uh, Funland, which is directed by the guy who did Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3. And this is another weird one, because it's I, it's kind of a horror movie, but it's not. It is set in a like in an amusement park in the 1980s, and the uh, uh, mascot is a little bit unhinged, and he gets fired, so he what you, you think he's going to go on a killing spree, he doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. But he does end up like causing trouble at the park. It's it's a comedy, and it's actually funny. Like I did chuckle. There's so many random people in this. Um, Jan Hooks from Saturday Night Live. Is oh, in it. interesting. Uh, Seth, Doctor Seth Hazlitt from Murder She Wrote, is in it. And when he fucks things up in this, just like he fucks things up on Murder She Wrote all the time. Um, the I forget. Oh God, the the lead actor in it is somebody you'd recognize. He oh because he was he's the announcer in a league of their own, so mm-hmm. that's why he's important to me. Uh, I don't know, kind of a weird, odd little '80s trashy comedy hybrid that is maybe worth a watch. 
Uh, oh, oh, this one I really want to talk to you about. We watched Ocean's 8. Oh, okay. Um, Fun, but boy, do I wish this was better. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, you mu- I, if you go back and listen to the episode that I talked yeah. about this in, I might have said the exact same I thing. I believe you did. Because it's like, you look at that cast and it's so good. Yep. Um, and I think you might have said, that as soon as it was over, Brad and I started talking and he said something that I think you might have also said when you, when, we, when you mentioned it, which was, you know, there were no real stakes. Like, yeah, I mean, if I didn't say it, he's completely right. Nothing to going wrong. That was the easiest heist yeah. in a heist movie. Like, I feel like, and I would never say this, but I almost wish they had taken, like, um, like Kate Blanchett almost shouldn't have been in the movie because she's there and she's wasted. And you almost mm. wonder, if you had one less character, maybe everybody would have had a little more to do. Yeah, I there was there was not enough Anne Hathaway. Oh, no, she was so good. There was not enough Mindy Kaling, oh, which oh. is like... Yes. Criminal. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to say there was too much Sandra Bullock. Like, there there was an appropriate amount. She was in a, an appropriate yeah. amount. But, right, it seems like nobody really got a chance to shine. Because yeah, there just was too really, much going on. You didn't really get, like, any... There's no, like, standout character moments. Like, yeah. I'm not, like, a Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven, like, super fan. But I can think of standout moments. Yeah. But, I, like... There, this is just kind of like, oh, they they put on pretty dresses, like which right. I mean, it was like it was so pretty. Like, it yeah, really it was, was a pretty funny. movie to look I at. I like their pretty dresses, but then do like it wasn't. I like to be surprised by these movies, yes, and I like to I like to be so distracted that I don't see the twist. Mm. And I wasn't. I was the whole time. I was thinking, okay, well, this isn't the real spoiler. The real heist. Something else is going to happen. Right. You know, like they do in those movies. And then I, I saw it coming from a mile away, and it's not because I suddenly got smarter. It's because I wasn't engaged enough. Right, because you're like, something else has to be happening because this, this isn't enough. Yeah. Yeah, so I, what's the thing that they're really doing? Oh, it's got to be this. Okay, it is. Now it's over? All right. I do hope they – I really do hope they make another one because I feel oh, I like see it. it's so the kind of thing where, like, you had the you have the right pieces, you have the right – you know, it just maybe it was the wrong script or maybe it was the wrong director. I don't know. But, like, there's so much good in there where uh, this could be a case where a sequel out, like, gets it right. Yeah. Um, let's see. A few more. We watch uh, a Lucille Ball movie from 1940 called Dance Girl. Dance. Also starring Maureen O'Hare. What's interesting about this is Brandon rented it because he wanted to see Lucille Ball in a movie. As soon as it starts, we're looking at the credits and I see directed by... A woman in 1940. Interesting. Right? And so I look her up, Dorothy something with an A, I don't remember her name. But basically she was like the only female directing anything for a good 30 years in Hollywood. Uh, And I mean, that was interesting to read about her. And, um, you know, she, like most women in Hollywood, started as an editor. uh, And then, you know, actually was directing films, which was not common at all. And this was okay. It wasn't... um, overly memorable but it had Mm -hmm. some good moments and it had some good things where you watch you thought like oh maybe i can see that it did have a little more femaleness behind it like lucille ball's character is sort of like the quote-unquote bad girl but the movie doesn't punish her like the movie kind of Mm -hmm. lets her be like sexy and lets her go after what she wants and um 
and she isn't punished. Like, she ends up, you know, she is not the hero of the movie, but she ends up in a pretty damn good place, which is mm-hmm. not what you would expect for that. So it was it was interesting, I think, as if you kind of look at a, like, look at where it stood culturally and kind of look for these things, I think they're in there, which was cool. Uh, okay, just a few more. We watched, uh, or I watched Alps. This is a movie by, it is on Amazon Prime, uh, by the director whose name I sometimes try to say and then I remember myself and say, you shouldn't try to say that. It's uh, <laughs> uh, the guy who, Yorgos Lathimos. That's not that hard to say. That... I mean, it sounded good. Yeah, Yorgos, who did Killing of a Sacred Deer. and Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So basically after Killing of a Sacred Deer, I'm like, I love what this man does and I need to seek out whatever else I can find by him. So Alps... Um, is uh, kind of similar in tone and such to Dogtooth and has some of the same characters, or not mm-hmm. characters, but actors. Uh, it is about a couple of people, very mixed group of people. One is like a teenage gymnast up to her coach and like a nurse and so on, who um, make a sort of have this like secret society where they uh, impersonate dead people for the families of the deceased. So a teenager, teenage tennis star dies in hospital. Uh, The woman goes to the family and says, you know, I'll basically play your daughter an hour a week and I'm going to come here and I'm going to dress like her and you can talk to me as if I was your daughter. Um, But of course the movie takes like 45 minutes to really show you that that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. Uh. I liked this, um, not as much as Sacred Deer or um, Lobster. Uh, it's, if you find his style, like, frustrating and sort of like, um, what's the word, uh, like, opaque, where there's just this, like, bar, this deliberate bar put between you and what he's trying to do, like, mm-hmm. this one is it to it. This one, like, completely, it is very much not, um, like, hand-holding to, to its audience and not mm-hmm. that any of his other stuff is but when you have Nicole Kidman in a movie like it's a little more like okay I'm I'm along for the ride I feel like I roughly know where you might know where you're taking me whereas this one it's just much more like almost like aggressively against its audience in a sense uh but I did like it <laughs> because I like his stuff yeah um, I'm wondering if that's where I would fall on it too yeah uh it's, it was one where, like, I was, it's almost, like, deliberately unsatisfying, and especially, like, by the time it ends and you're still, like, okay, I, I don't know what, what you wanted me to get out of it. I think I got something out of it. I, I It's certainly, like, amusing and very, very blackly funny, um, mm-hmm. but it's just more, it's, he's so deliberate about, you don't get to like these people. You don't get to connect to these people. You don't get to find something within these characters that you can easily, like, latch onto. Like, no, we're not giving... I don't even think the characters have names. Um, there's something, like, which I'm cool with. Like, it, it's to me, his stuff is very theatrical, like, very modern theater-esque. So mm-hmm. I kind of, like, having read a lot of that stuff back in my college days, like, it feels like, okay, I, I get where you're like where you're kind of coming from and what you're trying to do it's not always fun or satisfying and this one is certainly like the least of everything i've seen but it's still 
Yorgos Lanthimos making a movie. So it's, I think yeah. it's still worth watching. Uh, all right. So just two more. One is, um, one doesn't even count because we, we, <laughs> so Brannon watched the first half. I watched about 15 <laughs> minutes and then quickly started doing things on my computer. This was for LA plays itself. Oh, um, I've heard about this though. Yeah, I know what this is. Finally, you said something, and I know it's the documentary about LA. Which, oh, LA in movies—that's cool. We're going to use a lot of shots of movies set in LA to kind of tell, talk about LA. Um, this movie, but it's so fucking pretentious. Is it? Yeah. Well, because what it is is it's this monotone narrator for one thing, and this monotone narrator uh, is basically hates movies. Um, that dare to try to do anything with LA because nobody does it right it seems Mm -hmm. so everything is like the movies show LA as this beacon of hope but really not that many people work in the film industry here like the the entire movie is just like feels so hips like it means 2005 but it feels like super hipster but LA hipster and I feel like there can't be anything worse in the world than an LA hipster <laughs> so I've heard I've heard LA people talk really fondly of this yeah and I apologize to LA hipsters or people from LA who like because I get it I feel like maybe if there was a version of this for New York I probably would have affection for it uh, yeah and it's cool to see L.A., you know, to see, like, this collage of movies shot in L.A. and pulling out different things is really neat. And, like, visually, when you when you happen to look and realize, oh, that was the same building and this and this and this. And, oh, yeah, they did use it to such a different effect in here and here. But I found this, like, if I had been forced to sit down and watch it and listen to it, um, I would have just... Um, trying to think of what like bodily action i would have done like i would have just pooped in the middle of the floor or oh, something no. uh but instead you know we live in 2018 so as i'm watching it i'm like yeah you know what i'm gonna catch up on some words with friends with my mom and you know read some articles online and stuff like that so that's how i got through that one and then the last thing i watched was the final girl because i felt like i had to or final girl is it final girl or the so, final girl the abigail breslin one yeah the abigail breslin one what did you think? Um, it was okay. I liked it. I, I, I thought I, I was cool with the style of it. I thought there were some interesting choices. Um, and I liked the story. I think there was a cool story to be had there. Uh-huh. I like this sort of like American, basically a whole bunch of little American psychos, you know, having the tables turned on them. But I don't really for what it is and for the exact way it goes um i was kind of bothered by wait so who's paying for this and what's this system of assassins and is west bentley the only one working for this company like all of that stuff kind of bothered me in the end Mm -hmm. because it felt a little unsatisfying but i like the concept of it uh there were things i liked what about you i still haven't seen it still haven't seen it that's right I mean, I know what it's about, like, I've, because I've, I kept getting them confused, yeah. so I had to kind of find out what they were about. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I haven't watched it. It's, I believe the, I don't think he wrote the screenplay, but I think it's, like, based on a, his story or based on his idea, but our um, good friend of the show, Steven Scarlatta, was involved yep. in it, which is very cool. That. And again, the concept's really cool, and I think there's there's good things about it. I just was like, I wanted to kind of know more, and I was, like, frustrated not knowing as much as I 
could on it. Which I guess now that I'm saying that, realizing you haven't seen it, that doesn't make any sense to you. But I think you'll understand what I mean when you actually watch it. Yeah, I have every intention of actually looking at it. It's worth a go, certainly. All right, so that was my varied uh, saga of a movie writing adventure. It was was all over the place, I must You know, it's the end of summer. You got to really just kind of try a lot of things and see what works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes you want YA Australian Red Dawn ripoffs, and sometimes, uh, you know, you want some uh, classy Hollywood fare. What what can I say? I like to surprise you. (laughs) So now, Christine. Yes. We have two movies about girls. Yes. Uh, which girl's movie are we going to talk about first? I don't know if I can make this decision. Well, do you want to go with the one that was like really deeply emotionally involving or, um, the other one? Look, I'm going to cry when we talk about it either way. So, all right. So why don't, let's do tragedy (laughs) girls first. Okay. I think they'll, they'll, there will probably less be less tears at that one. I think. Okay. You don't know. No. That's true, actually. All right. No, no, I'm I'm pretty sure. All right. We'll be back to talk about Tragedy Girls. And 17's Tragedy Girls, directed by Taylor Tyler McIntyre, who I get the sense is probably very young. Am I right about that? Let's see. How so old did do you, you think he is? Well, hold on. Zach. Uh, maybe. Zach looked this up, I think. I can't remember, though, and now my phone's not working. So. F- fuck my drag, right? I can't do I can't do anything. <laughs> Um, so my phone's not working, and I would have to reach over and get my computer to type it in. That just, that just sounds cruel. Look, I've had a rough day. <laughs> it's all good. So uh, do you, what, what, what is the answer to this question? I thought I could find it, but it's not on IMDb, so i got to look more in order to find it. Uh, Tyler, I'm just curious, because I, I mean, this, uh, when, when were you... I don't know. He's coy about his age, I guess. Ooh. But just, so, I mean, this is a movie that um, I, I, I guess I, I was in the middle of. I'll just say right out from outright. I liked it. I was, you know, kind of okay to like on this one. But I think it was one of those movies that made me feel really old. Okay. I'm, I'm curious to hear. I'm really curious to talk about this movie. Um, this is the second time I've seen it. Mm-hmm. The first time I had an active dislike for it. Um, this time not so much. I didn't. I think it's because I knew what was going to happen, and I was yeah. because I was I was genuinely disappointed the first time I watched it because it feels like two totally different movies. Um, I didn't feel old watching it, but I felt. Like, I'd rather be watching Jennifer's Body. Mm, okay. Because, like, I, I see you. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine that that's what you're doing. 
But, but I like, don't think you know how to do it quite as well as others. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't as effective as it could have been. And also, like I said, it 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 takes a turn halfway through. Maybe, yeah, it takes yeah. a turn halfway through and it like almost stutters to a stop. And you're like, well, now what's this movie about? Yeah. The, for me, it, I mean, it's... It starts off kind of in your face of, okay, this is what we are. We're starting with a really obnoxious indie cover of House of the Rising Sun. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, like, like here I realize the music is, like, a cover, and I'm like, oh, God, it's, it's this kind of movie. It's this kind of mm-hmm. movie that's going to make me feel really old. Um, and it's very quickly, like, you know, we, we're going to go to college, and we haven't even started our first killing spree. And there were moments where I was like, Eesh. and this is one where I watched this on by myself, but I could tell like immediately I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't ask Brandon to watch it because I know he has such an aversion to when that stuff doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and I think this type of movie, and I don't know, like there should be a term for that kind of like, uh, like when I'm talking about like Heathers and Clueless, when you're dealing with, <laughs> here's a movie about high school girls who kind of have their own language in a sense. Yeah. And when it when it's not working, it can be really painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I say this as somebody, as one of the few people, and I know you're like the other one who like will go to bat for hashtag horror. I, look, I this movie. Look, we you don't this. It's not you that felt old. It's the movie's fault because you liked that other movie, which you could have easily felt like you didn't understand yeah. or were completely out of touch with. Yes, it was the way it was presented. This movie. So, similar to what you what you just said, I had to watch this by myself because Zach outright refused to watch it again. (laughs) Uh, So, should we give a synopsis of this movie, and then I guess we got to figure out how much we're spoiling? Okay, so yeah, we'll give a quick little thing. So, it's basically it is a high school horror movie. Um, It's you know kind of like a. My words are gone today, as they are many Fridays. But <laughs> like, it's yeah. kind of like a inversion of horror tropes. Um, it's supposed to really. I'm gonna start to review it as I explain what it is. Mm-hmm. I'll stop. Um, it is no, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> so it's supposed to subvert our expectations um, about like two high school girls and what what their what their arc in a story about a serial killer would be. Um, and that is that they are the serial killers or that they hope to be the killers. So they kidnap a, a person who's actually going on a killing spree, and it's Kevin Durant. Who is wonderful. Who's fantastic forever and always. Yep. Um, and he he's like they 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 want to learn from him but he doesn't want to teach them so they just keep him um tied up so they go out and do their own thing so while they're trying to to become murderers like established murderers they also want like social media acclaim but not for their murders but just for being like which is very confusing it, and as and as i say it i feel very justified in how i feel like this mrs marks um yeah. so i love a, a subversion of of the genre and i really sure. like placing female characters or even male characters in a position that you wouldn't expect them to be so for you to be like well guess what they're the killers that's kind of cool mm-hmm. but i don't think it was done well enough and it's not yeah. it's not a hook enough for me to be like i don't care what your movie does it's awesome just because the girls are doing it yeah and and like and and they're and they're supposed to be so I'm gonna bring up Jennifer's body four hundred mm-hmm. times. But so Jennifer's body is a lot about um 
Needy and Jennifer's relationship and and how it's changed and grown and not grown since they were kids. This touches on similar stuff, but I feel like it doesn't really ineffectively. So it's not really ever about their relationship. So when certain things come to pass in in the movie, when when their relationship changes and, and pulls apart and comes together, it's not interesting or satisfying. I agree. That that for me was where I thought the movie, like it, where I because I I got into it because I, again I was resistant at first. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this movie's trying so hard to be cool, and I'm 36. I don't know what's cool anymore, so I just feel like That's it's aggressive true. at me. And but then I kind of got into like, okay, you know, because I'll tell you what turned me on it, what or what made it work for me for a while was the Josh. Josh Hutchinson, Hutchison, when he shows which, up, which I was is like, shocking because our nickname for him is Boring Face because I think <laughs> his face is so boring, but Aww. he really is like, yeah, it's a light in the darkness. And yeah, I'm just gonna call him Peter because it's easier than saying Josh Hutchison. Just call him Peter, man. We all yeah. know that's who he is. Um, so Brianna, Brianna Hildebrand and Alexandra Ship. Uh, Brianna Hildebrand is from the Deadpool movies. She's Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and she's also um, a very good character in the second season of The Exorcist. So I, at this point, will say that I am a super fan. I love her. I mm-hmm. think she is great. And she is she's fine in this. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with the girls. So she's one of the leads, and the other leads is Alexandra Ship, who I really only know from... She was Storm. She's like the mm-hmm. new Storm in the X-Men movies, which is ironic because three people in this movie are in X-Men yep. movies. That's fine, though. Um, she is good, too. I actually like her more than yeah. the other character. Um, it's not their fault. No. It's just no like... It's, it's very... It's rudderless. Yeah. And then there's an introduction of a love interest, and like that feels really like like padding. Like it, that's where, to me, where I where this movie lost me, because um, like Josh Hutcherson and Peta is a really small part of it, but he's really funny, <laughs> yeah. and what yeah. happens to him is really funny. So it kind of it really livens things up for a while, and you're you're into it. Okay, now they are killers and it's you know it's played for laughs like most of it some of it there's moments here and there that are clever and so on and then they basically have it's like i i hate stories that are all about really strong female friendships that then have to be about what happens when a guy gets in between them and then they're Mm -hmm. not friends anymore and it was so as soon as i saw it coming i'm like oh don't go there like don't like you're you have something more interesting to explore really we're going to explore oh, she's spending all of her time with the boy now, and now mm-hmm. um, this girl's jealous. And it really, like, just broke the momentum for me so much. Uh, there's so much in this where there's a backstory that's never really delved into, but is kind of important, where, you know, when they were kids... Yes, like, yes, yes. First of all, we never understand with... Um, the, uh, the Alexander ship, what is it? Um, M, uh, what Michaela. Is it? Michaela. Yeah. Um, we never under, like, there's hints of it, of that, like, oh no, she was really fucked up, or something, mm-hmm. like, there's like a file from her childhood it, of something. They never exa- tell us what it is. Exactly. So they, they want, they tease this, like, this thing of one of the girls, Michaela, is actually a killer, and the other girl, Sadie, isn't. She's right. just a regular girl, and she got caught up in a thing, and yeah. Michaela's a bad influence. But 
that never really goes anywhere. Like I said, it kind of stalls out around yeah. that time. And then like the big reveal is like, oh no, actually they're both really bad. But I don't feel like that was explored enough to have that be meaningful in yeah, any way. Yeah, you get to the ending, which I mean, spoiler alert, I guess at this point, we'll just kind of spoil the rest because I feel like we have to talk about it to really like unravel it. The ending is this big showdown where you have Michaela and I can't remember these girls' names. Um and the other girl and like you think they're about to kill each other but then both of the one of them has a boyfriend there and the other one has kevin durant serial killer there mm-hmm. and it's all of this like you don't know how it's gonna play out and then ever at that scene moment i realize i have no idea what decisions are gonna get made because i don't know who these characters are yeah i don't know what her motivation really is or if she's really about her friendship or really about her social media presence or really about this guy or what i have no idea mm-hmm. is she gonna let him die i don't know because i don't know this character it's weird yeah it's like it's like they're doing too much but not enough like they're not focused in on things that help the story move yep i'd agree and it's I, weird I, yeah yeah and i don't know at like where it, it feels like it's just one of those like overall like you look at the script like okay maybe it should have been about one girl or maybe it should have you didn't need a love interest or something but there is something that just keeps everybody from interacting with the people they should be interacting with mm-hmm. yeah um you never if there is a rift between the two girls which i would be fine with i think that would be cool it, no, it's not really evident like I I don't know. I guess the second time around, I I didn't. I liked. I was I was able to focus more on what I liked mm-hmm. um, because there are things I I do like. I do yeah. like the performances. I do like mm-hmm. the girls, and I do like the concept. I just don't like the execution or the way the story chose to unravel. I even don't mind the super bleak, upsetting ending. The carry ending. Yeah, it's such a carry ending. But, but it's so it's so, it kind of comes out of left field because it's a tonally strange movie. It's yeah. it's it's way too mean to try to be as cutesy as it is. That's a really good point, and I think that's a really interesting question. Is is the the cutesy versus mean versus not like? Because I think, and I mean this also again. Like I think we keep talking about jennifer's body because there are a lot of similarities in in the friendship too and how that is such a deep part of that movie and in this where i I think if they i wish one more rewrite where they just focused on you know what ultimately this is a movie about these two girls being in love with each other as friends like Mm -hmm. that they are going to that all this shit's happening and this is the crazy thing they bonded over and there might be some, you know, uh, roadblocks in front of them, but that at the end you're going to totally understand and love the fact that, you know, as inappropriate as it is that they've just killed their entire high school, they did it for each mm-hmm. other or whatever it is. Like, that was in there, but I don't think I walk away with that because there's so much else going on. Can I say something potentially inflammatory? I, I will not only allow it, I will... Um, encourage it so i i look look i'm looking at the imdb i finally got it to load and i see something to me that would easily explain a lot of my issues 
And I don't want to. I don't want to just play that card because it's easy. But and look, I get that my name is Christine, and people could potentially call me Chris. But it looks like this movie was written by three men. So mm, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, but there is a lady producer, and she yeah. liked one of my tweets. So there was a lady <laughs> somewhere in the vicinity. Maybe yeah. there could have been another one. And maybe she could have had a pen in her hand. That's all I'm saying, guys. Um, I started after this, because I had it from disc from Netflix. And after I watched it, I threw it on with the commentary. Well, I just kind of buzzed around and did some stuff before I then put it, take it, took it out and put it back into the post office to mail back to Netflix. Oh, I love this story. Yes. Uh, it was a very exciting <laughs> Saturday, I must say. Um <laughs> But I and I really didn't pay that. Like it was mostly them talking about like it was the director and maybe one of the writers, and they talked a little bit about it was a lot of shooting and a lot of like oh we couldn't find a bridge big enough and all that. But I do recall one thing they were they did mention was like something where they were saying how like oh yeah a lot of the dialogue um, you know the girls would comment on and then like you know suggest edits because I think you're right I think this was three men writing a movie spoken by teenage girls. So then they're good, good on them. Yeah. Good on them, them, them little broads, because like I said, they are not what's wrong with this movie. No, by no means. Um, yeah. at, at all, at any point, like their performances are fine. Mm-hmm. They don't seem tone deaf. It's just the movie around them. Like I said, it doesn't just... fully understand where they fit in it. Yeah. And that's a bummer because I, God, I want this movie to be so much better than it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. No, I I hear you. Um, oh boy. Yeah, and I feel like there are variations of this. Like, there's that movie that's that just came out. Um, is it Thoroughbreds with Olivia? Oh yeah, yeah. And I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I feel like oh, I'm gonna watch that and be like, oh yeah, that's what this movie should have been. Yeah, 100. percent I'm so jazzed for that movie. Yeah, where it just there's it, it's again, it's an interesting story. Um, the the actors are good. The style, even the style, like this looks good. Like, it, and it, there's something I always kind of, you know, as much as I joke about movies making me feel old, there's something kind of cool about watching movies aimed at this audience now at my age because I like mm-hmm. see how different it is, and it does make me realize, like, oh, this is a different generation than my generation. Um, but. Uh, at the same time, like I think, ne- like, as like, the more we talk about, it, the more I'm like, man, Michaela should have really been unhinged. Like, she should yeah. have really been damaged, and you should have found out that she was actually, like, something was really wrong with her, and that could have been really interesting. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know what her deal was because the movie never decided what her deal was, and they know. just told us that she really liked killing, and yep. that Sadie didn't really didn't really like it, even though we have no evidence of that. Yeah, she never balked. She was never squeamish. It was mostly she her just, ideas. Like, and then we decide we realize that she does like killing, but we never thought that she didn't like killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so it was just it was just strange. Um, this movie. Yeah. Oh, I, at this point, I think I'm more mad at it than anything else. Not be. <laughs> well, I think it's you know because you and I tend to feel the same way when when a movie has the potential and doesn't live up to it. It's yes. more heartbreaking than if it's just not a good movie. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, because especially the more we're talking about it and like we're rewriting it and are in, you know, ah. as we go along and realizing it's like what so else it could have done. And then basically we, you know, we turn turn away and decide to read what we wrote and realize, hey, we just wrote Jennifer's body. Yeah. 
Well, it's it's really it could have been, and that's okay. You know what, everybody, everybody listening that writes and produces Jennifer's body, I don't care. But like, there's there's as say what you will about Jennifer's body, it's like there's a there's an arc, and everybody's motivation mm-hmm. is very clear. Yeah. Um, if you think it's stupid and you don't like the dialogue, fantastic. I'm proud of you. But there, there, I never doubt why any character is doing what they're doing. Very much. Very much. And in this one, I don't really understand why anybody's doing know. what they're doing. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. Um, the uh, one other bit of credit that is useful is the director. I was looking up what else he did. Uh, he worked on some Lifetime movies, and he was the editor for Christmas in the City, which is a movie I covered on a stocking stuffer long ago. Look at you! Who knew? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, this this movie is edited much better than Christmas in the City, so I think he's grown a lot as a filmmaker. Well, good. Good for him in that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, it's... It's kind of, it, it's a cute movie. Like, I, you know, it's the kind of movie you look at, you're like, okay, you, you try, you you had cute ideas. You didn't fully know how to execute them, or just weren't quite the right ones to execute these yeah. ideas, maybe. And, and you know what, kind of piggybacking off that, and, and then to loop back around about your old comment, you know what, maybe 17-year-old me would have super been into this mm, movie. Yeah. But, like... I, I and, and and maybe I wanted too much. No, I don't want too much. It should also have a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe this is a movie that some you know eighteen year old girl is or sixteen year old girl is going to find on Hulu, watch it, and be like, I love horror movies. Yeah. And then she she's going to watch it ten years from now and be like, you know what? That wasn't that good, but right. I have a lot of nostalgia for it. And yeah. to that girl, I give you a high five. Because um, it very much is, I mean, I think also we're a little bit hardened to it of, yes, yeah. when, when we, we grew up with the movies where, yes, the pretty girl was always getting stabbed by the killer, like, you know, it was rare to have the self, like, we didn't grow up in an era of self-aware female characters in horror films. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a wasteland, and we can both pull up many an example of movies that were essentially doing that without being obvious about it, but mm-hmm. this is... You know what it is? I think, like, in a sense, this is almost probably... I was 15 when Scream came out. And it was, to me, oh my god, somebody has finally, like, listened to what I said about movies all this time. And these are the characters who are saying all the things I've I've been saying about horror, which I love. But come on, why is she running up the stairs? Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, that was now 20 years ago. And so this sort of feels like, okay, you know what? Maybe this is this generation's scream. I mean, it's not, Mm -hmm. because I don't think this is very well known to this generation. But in, you know, in theory. No, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) We both have a sigh, deep sigh. Yeah. Uh, And I don't, I, like... I, I get the whole kind of, oh, how, you know, inept the um, local police are and nobody realizes anything, but like, but really nobody suspected them at all? Yeah, I there's a lot of holes in yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, now I'm thinking back and I'm like, yeah, and I didn't, you know, the poor sheriff, like, 
Anyway. I I think if you watched it again, it would go one of two ways. You would either be less forgiving or just like be like, look, there's like, some good stuff here. Do what you did here. and focus on the good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, their masks looked really cool. I think it's cute when yeah. at the end she was like, oh my god, I missed you. It's such an authentic like yeah. young woman moment yep. of like the thing that we're fighting about doesn't matter and I just missed you. Yeah. It's there was some authenticity to the relationship. I just it didn't yeah. fit in with the story the way I wanted it to. Um I liked the you know the gag of the sneakers standing out and when yep. they you know the killing when they kill the girl in the wood shop and she's like Michaela like that that had me chuckle. Um, you know the PETA's cell phone ringing and and being the the sound cue like again that was something oh that was that was clever but yeah uh so any more to say or you want to rate it no I think I'm I think I'm spent all right so quality of film um I think I'll do a solid six six point five probably yeah yeah, it's average, but it's, you know it's it's yeah, it's all right. Uh, quality of life, harder question. Yeah, five point five. Um, I'm gonna actually stick with six because I again, like, I don't regret watching it. I enjoyed watching it. It just it frustrated me more after the fact than it did while I watched it. Yeah, but I feel like if I was a little grumpier when I watched it, I would have had a much lower grade. Yeah, I, I if if we had rated this without me rewatching it, then mm-hmm. I my grade would have been a lot lower. I could see that. All right, so that was the Tragedy Girls, which is on Hulu, as you said. Yes. All right, so we'll take a quick break and come back and bring our handkerchiefs to talk about. <laughs> I know the final girls. <laughs> And now moving back to 2015's The Final Girls. The Final Girls. Yes. The Final Girls. Uh, directed by Todd Strauss-Schulson. Did you look him up? Uh, I am now. Because actually I Oh, Emily, I can't believe you didn't. I, it's, um, I normally do these things, but I just don't remember if I did. Uh, something okay. called... Okay. His, I don't know. I haven't seen most of what he's done. Um but some interesting things on there. Like, there's cool titles that are all short films. It, it makes me want to watch everything, and I was curious if you had seen anything. So no, I'm I mean, there's that you a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas is, I guess, yeah. his big film. And I think that's actually his only real film film. Like, everything yeah. else are all little shorts, so. I, I, um, I've watched all of the in-betweeners, so I'm sure I've seen okay. that. But, like... His his this is my point that I'm I his filmography is shocking. Um, it's, shocking it's, in what way? It's 
it's shocking that that is his filmography and this is the movie that happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, Um, the script, so two writers on the script and one of them I have a lot to say about. The other one I don't know. Um, M.A. Fortin is one and he has written for Queen of the South, um, which I know because it's always advertised when I'm watching Law and Order SVU. And it's like marathons of SVU, and then suddenly it's Queen of the South, and I get angry because I just want to watch more SVU. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not his fault. Uh, and more importantly, Joshua John Miller, he of Teen Witch. Bananas. Near Dark. Bananas. Teen Witch. I know. Near Dark's a little bit more important. Um, Christine, do you know who you're talking to here? I know. I- we but, covered okay, both films, by the way. We did. So if you look this dude up, you immediately recognize yes. him. He was also in I Class mean, of 1999. Other genre fans might remember him as Angel! Anybody who's seen the movie knows exactly what I'm talking about. If not, you just think that I just had an aneurysm, but I did not. Yeah, I was like, what's wrong with you? Um, um, so so, so I, I'm going to point out now mm-hmm. that those are all dude names. Yep. Um. We don't have that this problem in this not. movie. No, no. Uh, so I would never say that a dude can't write ladies. You know what? Sure. I think that a dude should just write a character. Sure. And then maybe a lady should say the words. Yeah, yeah. And, and vice versa. But, but sometimes, if you don't have any understanding of how women talk... Maybe, maybe, maybe don't write a movie about their relationships. But maybe yeah. you should. Maybe you should write mm-hmm. this movie called The Final Girls. And then maybe I should watch it. You're it should be one of job. my favorite movies of all time so something else about joshua john miller that is very important is that he is the son of jason miller of who's the jason miller oh fuck you really Did you not know this no oh my gosh yeah he is jason miller's son how would i know this i'm I don't, I don't the know internet it. i don't know it's know, this I'm, thing I, that's been pretty cool i for literally, the last I literally just scroll down to his um his like trivia and it's the first thing yeah well the other thing so when i scroll through the trivia for the final girls the very first piece of trivia so we're going to talk about some things in this movie um you talked about how like you're going to cry yeah i didn't fucking know i was going to cry during this movie christine i'm sorry and then i didn't know i was going to read a bit of imdb trivia and then cry at that too oh no what's the trivia so the first bit of IMDb trivia oh God, I can't handle it. for Go this ahead. movie, I no, I'm going to pull it up because it's like, um, oh, of course, now it's no longer the first one because they shuffle things around since I last looked. Um, but here we go. The film was conceived and co-written by Joshua John Miller as a way of dealing with the death of his dad, Jason Miller. Done. Leave. Right. Go. Right. Done. As soon as Stop I was, I was like, oh, God, it's, I see exactly where that all is in this movie. Oh, my yeah. God. So I didn't know I was going to cry the first time I saw this movie either. Yep. Um, I didn't really know anything about it, but mm-hmm. then I saw that obviously Thomas Middleditch is in it, who I fucking love. Is this Kato? Um, and Adam Devine, Devine. Oh no, this is the guy from the Bronze and the Verizon commercials. Yes. Okay. Thomas Middleditch is fucking hot, but he's like the goofy stepbrother in this. Yeah, he's really then, funny in this. And then the dude from Workaholics is in this, so I was like, okay, is this going to like legit be a funny movie? I bet it might be. Mm-hmm. So I I went into it not knowing anything. Um, it, it it fucking it comes out of left field yeah. and it and it it's awful and I knew it was coming <laughs> and I just sat on the couch and openly wept Aww. because I knew it was gonna happen. It's yep. this movie is so fucking sad. It really is. Um, it, it it's 
it is sweet. It is funny. Like, this is a really, really good time. But you do not sit down to watch this movie based on that cover, based on the synopsis, based on, like, the start of the movie, expecting yourself to blubber like a baby towards the end. Jesus. So it's really sad. Yeah. And I don't know. Are we going to spoil this whole thing? Why don't we? Um, so obviously we're telling everybody to watch it because we both really, really like it. so good. It's really good. It is. Like, this is the kind of self-aware horror film, like, the self-aware horror comedy that, like, you want self-aware horror comedies to be. Yep. Because we all know we've been there, we've seen our share of movies that think they're smarter than they are, or movies like even Behind the Mask, which is, you know, it's a delight, but, like, yeah, there's things about it that, like, yeah, yeah, um, this is just so fun. So everybody should go out and watch it. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but it's like rentable for four bucks on Amazon. I think or it was like, I think we rented it for like $3. Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's out there. Um, so let's, uh, let's first give a synopsis. <sighs> okay. I'm going to read the IMDb synopsis because I don't think I can actually talk about this movie. Um, <laughs> A a young woman grieving the loss of her mother, a famous scream queen from the 1980s, finds herself pulled into the world of her mom's most famous movie. Reunited, the women must fight off the film's maniacal killer. I mean, it works. It does. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So this is Malin Ackerman in The Littlest Formiga, whose name I can't say right, so I'm not even going to say Taisa. I can't say it. Um, It's okay. Or just call her, like, teeny... Vera because she looks exactly like her sister she Vera, does. only she is she, young. She's so adorable. She's, so she's, she, like I've never seen her not play this character in a sense, but she's really good at it. She's so lovable, and you yeah. just want to take care of her. You do. And, you want to protect her. She has these yeah. big eyes. That, like there is something just very like teenage about her, and you do. You absolutely like want her to be okay. Yes. So she, Thaisa Formiga is Malin Ackerman's daughter, mm-hmm. um, and the movie starts out like, and there it's 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 expert writing. Yep. It's very clear, very quick that um, Malin Ackerman's character, who's who her her, it's tough because she's got a, a character name which is her, you know, Thaisa Formiga's mom, but she also has an <laughs> in movie name which is Nancy. So I'm just gonna go with Nancy. It's easier so to she, remember, yeah. So she she is clearly not the mother of the relationship um and that was tough for me because that's very close to how my mom and my relationship and it was like i felt like i really related to the daughter in this situation the daughter's worried about the electric bill Mm. or whatever and the daughter is like keeping the mom from being self-deprecating and it's really like not a balanced relationship and and they do it so so fast you get such an accurate picture of what yes these who these characters are and how they interact and then the most adorable beautiful thing happens and it's so sweet and pure and lovely (laughs) and and her mom dies yeah oh my god it's It is. It's one of those, it's a car accident. Like, and I always get so paranoid in movies whenever a character, like, looks away from the road. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna die in a car wreck. And that's what happens in this case. And then it does, but it's so, like, Malin Ackerman, like, I've always kind of liked her, like, Mm -hmm. but I never, this, this movie made me fall in love with her. I, yeah, she's one of those actresses, I think, who, 
and like she reminds me a little of Margot Robbie because I I mean I think yeah. they look alike. They're both very attractive blondes, and both of them are actresses who like can get cast in the wrong role because of how they look. But when they get cast in the right role, like you're like, oh wow, you're really good. Yeah, she's so she's like, great in this. Like luminous and beautiful, yeah, but not yeah. like in. Of course, she's gorgeous, but like she's so captivating yep. in the way she's like lip syncing. And it's so beautiful. It's, it's really sweet. sweet. Oh, it is. Oh, but so the I know we're getting caught up in this awful thing that, but like she's like as the synopsis says, she's a scream queen, or she was in a horror movie, mm-hmm. and she's trying to currently get work, and she's not been. It doesn't seem successful as the picture we're painted. Yeah. Which now knowing that the trivia you just said makes my heart hurt. Yeah. Um. So she's so she dies, and the thing that she's known for is this like eighties slasher movie that doesn't exist but seems like it would be awesome if it did mm. uh, and so Elias Shawkat is in this too yep and, maybe um, she's her she's her best bud and her stepbrother who is Thomas Middleditch is like hey we're having a screening and we it's like an anniversary screening and we would like it if you would come cause your mom is the lady in this movie that everybody likes it would be cool and Tessa Formiga doesn't want to, and it, oh, I mean, for obvious reasons. Her mom didn't yeah. like it, and she has to watch her mom die in it. Like, what the fuck? Um, so it's like three years later, I think, the flash yes, forward. Yes, yes, something so, like that. But she, she agrees to do it because, like, he says he'll do her homework or something. Something very trite, but it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. So they go. Um, she goes. Elias Shawkat goes. Nina Dobrev, who I am <gasps> so so in love with her and she's so good she's in this. so good in this i don't think i've ever actually seen her in anything i know she's on vampire diaries i've never yeah. watched it but she is so good and what they do with her when her character has her final moment was also <gasps> like stop <"Ugh."> it <laughs> i know and nina dobrev is is an actress who yes she's on vampire diaries and i and i said to zach like i want her to be more famous for yeah. something better because not, there's nothing wrong with vampire yeah. diaries but like it is it is that you know, sure. and she's good on that too. She speaks Russian and she plays like a vampire version of herself. It's really cool. Um, but, anyways, she's in it. So it's like a group of them go to the screening, and like I don't know, this movie's real iffy on if this is really happening or yeah, what. Yeah, we actually never is. find out, and I was okay with that. <laughs> I was okay with it too. So a fire starts in the theater. So maybe they die. Maybe. Taisa Formiga is knocked unconscious. Who knows what happens? But they wake up in the universe of this mm-hmm. mo- in this movie, and you don't care. But you don't. I don't. I didn't care why or how nope. or how real nope. it was because it. I'm on board 100 percent because yep. of the, the world building. Oh yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, again, we're like we said, we're going to spoil it. So the end of the movie where nothing really makes sense. Like, characters that are dead are back. And I think it was purely because, like, test screenings were, like, really upset the characters died. But it ends, and you're like, wait, so uh, where? I don't care. Like, and I feel like most movies I would be angry about, like, wait, what are the rules of this universe? I don't understand where we are. I didn't care, because I was like, oh, good, so we're going to make another one? Mm -hmm. Didn't care at all. Yeah. It it was it, it, so like we we were it, and the movie's really smartly constructed because we saw i think a trailer for the movie yes and we also saw some of the like the movie actually as it was playing so we had context when we mm-hmm. were inside the movie we already kind of knew characters and yes where and, and like the beats of it which was really smart yep and it was it has a real groundhog day aspect to it like 
like things repeating and things pre like predetermined to happen a certain way and kind of gaming yeah. what already laid out. Well, something it, that I think it does that's really it, smart uh, is Tom Thomas Middleditch's character is the one who's seen the movie a million oh, times and he and he's reciting it and he can tell you he's like, okay, no, we have to go over here because then then you know this is what happens and he dies first. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that's really smart because it takes that like trump card out of like okay no now you guys are all kind of on your own because the rest of you haven't watched the movie all the way through and i and i love that for two reasons because one you get that really awesome fan service thing of like somebody being fully aware and kind of geeking out about something but then also you remove the person that thought they knew the rules because they didn't actually know the rules yeah and now everything's off limits like the thi- all the things we thought had to happen don't have to happen. And I think that that's really fun and smart because you remove limitations. You remove limitations not just from the story, but like from the characters, which is cool and fun. Yeah, I agree. So oh, it no, is. No, no. They're, they're figuring they out. The I thought rules. I lost. Oh, you. no, no, no. No, I was. <laughs> I ha- had a moment of sniffing. Uh, they. They're still, like, smart enough to kind of piece together the rules, but, yeah, they are not, um, it's not all figured out for them at that point. It's not, I'm trying to think of, like, a movie that's reminded me of that I can't think of what it is now, where it's, like, very clear, like, no, no, you have to stand over here because that's where that happens. Like, nope, now everything's kind of up in the air, but, uh, and especially, like, the chaotic scene where, um, what's his name, where uh, Adam Devine and the other chick who's supposed to or Paula, right? The virgin, the tough virgin yep. who's supposed to survive, when they were just like book it, like we're just getting out of here and just would have, like, that, I mean that scene's hysterical, but it's also just like oh, oh shit, now we don't know what's going on. And I know it's cliche and, and like a hacky thing to say but when you remove those limitations, you, you like, the characters get to fulfill their destiny or whatever (laughs) like it's really cool because it it makes you feel like as as upsetting as this movie is in some ways it's really hopeful and really like oh well especially talk about it what i mean with you know we'll we'll both start crying as we say it but with nancy right with what happens with male and ackerman's character because when they take you back and now granted like we've seen her as the mother where yeah like she kind of does have insecurity but then you meet her as a character in the movie and it's just like she, oh my god she's so good <laughs> because she like i mean she's gorgeous but she's also that character in a slasher she's not the final girl like she is not at all the final girl and she is not you know the tina who dies first while having sex like she's that girl in the slasher who dies right before she gets to have sex yeah you know like she's the one who's just there you know she's another pretty girl in these movies who is gonna die who you're not who typically like you're not you don't walk away remembering because she wasn't the hero and she wasn't the really sassy one Mm -hmm. and it it really works because when you like when they let her talk a little bit in this movie like that's kind of who she is she kind of keeps saying like well i'm not the hero i'm not you know i'm yeah i'm the shy girl with the clipboard and the guitar exactly and there's something like the way that's done and it's a combination it really is of the writing and the performance where like she says that and your heart does just drop because you just think oh no but like there's so much more to you and then you think to yourself like 
all these movies I've watched with that girl. Like, because yeah. again, I watched Final Exam, like, I think right after this. And that is a movie that has three of those girls, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, you had the one girl who made it to the end, who was, you know, the smart the smart virgin who you knew was going to make it. But then you had these three other just young, hopeful, you know, women with the world and their future and they die brutally and you don't even remember them because it was only one tiny part of this universe. Yeah. And like that, this movie lets her grow and lets her discover something about herself. It's just yeah. so sweet. <laughs> it's so sweet. Yeah. Because it's, for me, whenever she says that, it's like, no, like, we, yeah. we can be more than this, Malin Ackerman. We can be, <laughs> like, I felt like this, this, like, connection to, like, don't, yeah. don't let them put you in a, in a, in a, in a, in a box. You know, yeah. Yeah. Don't let them box you in, Malin Ackerman. Yep. You can be so much more. And, like, it's, it's just, again, it's just so beautiful and so yeah so pure and so sweet but also really heartbreaking so then i mean also go, let, let me just interject here that tina is amazing and she is an amazing oh my character God. um she's so good yeah angela she's, trimber she's so hysterical. funny um she so i one funny. other bit of imdb was that like she did that dance like she choreographed that dance herself it's so funny it's really funny and the minute as soon as that happens and she dies i was devastated i'm like oh no she's so yeah. fun <laughs> like she's i don't want so her out fun. of the movie but like and and it doesn't it's it's not a mean movie unfortunately no. people that you like and people that have been endeared yep. to you have to die but we kind of knew that when we started watching it because yes we know like, what this is the bargain are. we make when we watch these kinds of movies yeah um so like it and it and it sucks because like the 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 kid with the suspenders and the and that's in the movie that Elias Shawkat's character yeah like bonds with that one's tough yeah that one's really tough like yep. you go like don't this is so sweet yeah. don't take this away from us yeah. and, but and like you do. know that that's the that's the deal you struck that's yes. what you had yeah, yeah yeah that's how that's why we're here but like there there's well like there, when there, Nina Dobrev's character says. Yeah. You know, like, what, I forget exactly what, like, basically, like, she, you know, she sacrifices herself, but she also, like, says some really, like, strong things to Max, and then, like, she's like, because I'm going to die, like, so you have to do this, and Max is like, no, 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 you're not going to die, she's like, look, I get it, I'm yeah. the bitchy hot girl with the boobs, like, I know my place, and there's, like, it, I mean, it's that self-aware moviness to it, like we said about Tragedy Girls, but there's also, like, this humanity to it, because here you have the character that's supposed to kind of be, oh, that's, you know, the bitch, the rival for, you know, the hot guy who really is in love with the virgin. But there's so much more to it here. Because, you know, yeah. she was her friend, and she wants to remind her about that in this moment. And, like, there's... The the fact that you can get this 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 character past and this character history, right? Like, you realize, like, oh, Vicky and Max used to be best friends, but then after Max's mom died, like a lot changed and the movie gives you that without it being what the way I just said it <laughs> you know what I mean no like it's, it's organic so, it's, to the way the characters this movie's are movie's really well written and yeah. the like you don't have to do huge lines of exposition or stop the movie down to show a flashback you can just yeah. give us the information and we'll put it together yeah it can like, be organic because that's yeah. the way people talk and yeah. it works and it, and it works and yes Nina Dobrev's character is really great and she does say like look i'm 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 the bitch in the 80s movie i know i'm gonna die but like she's still it's not like she checks out she's a hundred percent in it yep. she's there 
and I and I really appreciate that. And when she does die, it's awful and sad. Yeah. And her and Aliyah, who don't like each other, their yep. characters have not enjoyed each other. Um, she's just she turns from like a bitchy characterization of of a girl in a movie to like an actual person. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, really beautiful. It's, it's very good. It really is. Yeah, oh, I know. So the worst part happens though. So they come. So all, all bets are off. Some of our characters are dead. Mm-hmm. The character that's supposed to save everybody is dead. Um, they realize somebody said something about the only, maybe probably Thomas Middleditch's character. The only way to kill this slasher guy is to, you know, cut off his head with his own machete. As you do. So, so obviously. So they have to get, whoever's left has to cut, they come up with a really great plan to get the machete away from him. And for, for the most part, it works. But Max, Tysa Formiga, her, her, her driving force is, I, my mom is going to be the final girl. My right. mom is going to be the hero. She's going she's gonna to fix this. I need to get almost like not like I need my mom to fix this, but I want to give my mom the chance to be who I know she is. Yeah, like I want my mom to know to do, like to find it in herself and to know that yep. she is special. Yeah. <laughs> so they set all this up, but you know, Malin Ackerman's character realizes I this is not for me. I am I my role in this is something else. And yeah. it's f- fucking fucking Oh, it really is. Because it's down to the two of them, thereabouts. And it's like, no, it should be over, but it's not because you can't have two final girls. Yeah. So she says, you know, you're the final girl, not me. And God, I hate everything about this. Um, (laughs) It's so sad. And that part was sadder this time for some reason. The second time watching it, I don't know, like... I knew it was going to happen, but, like, it's so upsetting. Ugh. It, it, I mean, because, like, for me, the, this is, you know, obviously the only the first time I've watched it, but the thing, like, that was the thing, was I didn't know this was going to be so emotionally yeah. deep, and I could see where going into it the second time would probably be even harder, because now I'm watching the whole movie knowing like oh this is actually what it's about it's not this yeah. kind of goofy and it, i mean it is it's a, like don't get us oh, wrong this sure. is not a drama like this is a fun violent horror comedy that is self-aware about 80 slashers it's so on point with yeah. its characterizations and its its observations about the genre which is really nice it's self-aware and but really smart too very much but it is also at its heart it is a movie about you know a daughter believing in her mother and helping her mother like find what she's capable of and like that's deep and then like what does it actually entail that entails Malin Ackerman walking like really proudly but also terrified to get machete to death yep <laughs> that's really but she, but she I mean she does it for you know her her daughter who yeah. at that point Tysa Formiga has said like you're my mom basically and like in the reality of the movie it's not really questioned it's, right, she, right. It's, and they they have an immediate rapport and all that stuff so like it's not a stretch of the imagination like yeah so Mount that's and and it's so fun to have that juxtaposition up against the beginning of the movie where if 
she this at the end sacrifices herself for her yeah. daughter and it's her it's her really not uh oh the mom but allegorically and like thematically yeah oh no did i lose you oh uh, briefly oh, no. but that's okay uh, can you hear me oh god oh no oh god yeah, it's really that both of them get to do what they didn't get to do, right? Because Max gets to um, get Max gets to get her mother to see what she's capable of, and Nancy gets to see what she, you know that she was able to do this for her daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really be- it's really beautiful and touching. It is. It's seriously. And then, again, as soon as I read the IMDb trivia that, like, oh, God, so Joshua John Miller grew up with his dad, who was, I mean, Jason Miller was a brilliant actor and probably spent a good chunk of his career, uh, you know, not finding roles really worthy of him following Exorcist. Mm -hmm. I mean, he worked, certainly, but I don't know that he ever had the career maybe that he deserved um, and I, like, you, and I mean, I could be reading a lot to that. For all I know, Jason Miller was a perfectly happy man who loved working in whatever format he could, but reading it, it really was like, oh my god, right, like, a child, I mean, J- Joshua John Miller is, like, our age, but a child writing a movie about, you know, giving his dad, it felt like he was giving his dad this, and it was, but, but in this really silly, sweet way of this movie that's super entertaining, yeah. And doesn't feel like it's supposed to be as heavy as it is. Yeah. It's it's just really it's really well written. Yeah. Like the characterizations are, are on point, but also like sure, great, you're not a monster if you don't cry at this. But it, it it's it's really fun and really yeah. good and it's it's um it's it's wholesome, like you don't see boobs in it, right? No, this apparently is PG thirteen. Yeah, it's it's not like it doesn't. This this movie is not the movie that's in the movie. The movie that's in the movie is apparently yeah. very bloody, and there's lots of boobs. And the joke about Tina is that she can't keep her clothes on. Yes. but she never takes her. Clo- she never don't actually see her take her clothes off in this. And it was this was one of those funny things too, where I like didn't realize that until the end of the movie when I was like, wait, did we see? No, we didn't see any boobs. Oh, how interesting. No, but yeah, and it like and it doesn't. Which is funny because it's an homage to that, and it yeah. doesn't do it. And because it, it doesn't have to, and I I don't think it would have been yeah. like wrong to have included it, but I kind of feel like oh I'm glad they didn't they didn't have to because it also could have felt so um, like obligatory if they had, and so I think it mm-hmm. like I'm glad with where it fell, and I I yeah, again it's PG thirteen like there is some crazy blood in here, but it's I guess so goofy and that's why it's got a PG thirteen I think yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a delight. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, the director is now... I mean, the other question is, is is the movie that the director is working on, is it with the same writers? And I don't know if that's the case. It is not. So that's disappointing. He's working on something called Isn't It Romantic? About a young woman disenchanted with love who mysteriously finds herself trapped inside a romantic comedy. Oh, that sounds exactly like this movie as a romantic comedy. I would watch that. It has a really good cast. Uh, Betty Gilpin. Oh, does it? Rebel Wilson, Liam Hemsworth, Adam Devine again. 
Oh, stop it. I would watch that. Yeah, I'm into that. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll look out for that. Oh, and the... The writers are ladies. The writers like. are ladies. And I feel like this writer is familiar, but maybe it's something I've seen her in. Anyway, I'm falling down in IMDb. Look, listen to us. Look at IMDb. <laughs> That's our new podcast. Not guess the movie. No. Nope. The podcast we'll is... We'll scroll through IMDb and say vague so things. So you don't you have to. You have to guess what we're doing. There you go. All right. Um, one other note that I, I made very few notes in this movie because I was just like really into it and I didn't have to keep taking notes. Uh, but one thing I did want to want to point out is that, yes, indeed, I do agree with Cato from The Hunger Games that popcorn and M&Ms is good. It is disgusting. What? You, I'm what? sorry. What? I, Look, I, I'm, I'm going to repeat you. my question. What? Yeah, no, gross. Hot popcorn... M&M's, you dump the M&M's in the bag, you shake it up so that the popcorn, like the popcorn melts the M&M's just a little bit so that they're like, they're like still in the shell, but they pop as chocolate as soon as you take a bite of that with the popcorn. It's the sweet and salty. Yeah, that's disgusting. I don't God, like you're weird. I don't understand you sometimes. One of the writers is named Dana Fox, which is funny because it's Dana Scully and Fox Mulder. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> Do you think that's her writer name? No, she's like an actress and stuff too. No, no, but do you think like she changed her name to be that? I think that probably might just be her name. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll look at her trivia. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you were gonna make a pseudonym, it's a good way to go about oh, doing that's it. A good pseudonym, I know. Right? Isn't that? Oh well. All right. So, do you have any more to say? I don't think so. It's really good. It I, I can't wait to buy it. I wish it was. I guess people liked it when it came out, and I know people have seen it, yeah. but I just wish it was a, a movie that I could go buy, like, a t-shirt for. Yeah, and I I wish it would stream just so that other people would watch it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's one of those odd, like, there's so many movies that come out, and I just kind of wait, because I'm like, oh, eventually it's going to come out on Amazon. It's going to come on Netflix. I'm not going to rent it from Netflix or, you know pay to see it because eventually it's going to be streaming and then I'll get angry at myself for having wasted four bucks and I don't know why this movie I don't think has ever been streaming anywhere mm-hmm. which is disappointing because it's that it kind is. of movie that you just want everybody to watch at the same time yeah I want Fright Rags to do a t-shirt of they this should. movie or something the cover because, the poster art's really good too yeah I want a poster I, I looked on eBay I didn't see a poster friends do you have a poster I'll buy it off you this <laughs> is the best movie that's good it's really good all right. Okay. All right. I'll calm down. It's okay. No, I, I want you to let it all out. Let it just spill it. Spill what you got to spill. Any right. more? I think that's it. Okay. You did good. Thank you. All right. Uh, quality of film. <gasps> 9.5. I'll go um, I'll go 8.5. It's really good. For what this is, Look, it is so good. You'll see it again, and it'll jump up to a 10. Yeah. I know it. Possibly. Well, quality of life, I'll go... Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's fine. I'll, I'll go 8.75 for quality of life. This was a delight, and I, I will rewatch it. I love when I annoy you. You do never annoy me. <laughs> that was a little annoying. <laughs> no, it was adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, high grades, though. Yeah, and very much. Your, gra- your grades are, like, realistically high, and mine are, like, I'm, I'm, I'm childlike about it. <laughs> that's You are whimsical about it. Yeah, thank you. It's adorable. All right, so that was the final girls, which everybody should see if they have not already. 
And all right, so do you have a streaming recommendation? I do. And please tell me that I didn't already make this recommendation. It's okay if you did. People don't remember things. I know that I talked about this movie, but now it's on Netflix. And my mom just recommended it to me. And I said, lady, I seen that. And she said, <laughs> she said how? And I said, because it was at Redbox. And she was like, what? Or some other thing like that. And she's like, what? It's oh, it's on Netflix. And I was like, ma, Netflix doesn't own every movie. That's what I said to her. <laughs> so it is a movie starring Topher Grace called Delirium. I feel like you've talked about it. Um, yeah, but now it's my recommend because it's, okay, on, now it's, it's on Netflix. On, it's on Netflix, and they're pushing it hard. At least on you know how our, we've discussed our Netflixes are different. Yes, how they're very aggressive about what. Well, now they've changed their interface a little bit, where they only like push one thing at you. Have you noticed that? Yes, at least on your phone. Big. Yeah, it can be. It can be a lot. Um, yeah. But they're pushing this one hard, and I'm like Netflix, chill out. I already watched it. But I think it's worth looking at. Okay. Topher Grace is really great in it. So I just put it on my queue. So Woo-hoo. okay. Uh, my recommend is is a past your recommend. It's one that I rem- I know you had a you had specifically as a Netflix recommend, um, and I finally watched it. And actually, I had a really funny way of watching it, which was I woke up one morning and I had a dream about like I had like a good zombie dream, and I'm like, you know, I want a good zombie movie. Let me try to finally watch Train to Busan. <gasps> you watched Train it's to Busan. So it's so good. And I kept, I mean, again, I like, I've talked about it before. I hadn't watched it because I knew it was, it was, it wasn't nearly as long as I thought. And I wish it was longer because <laughs> I could have watched more of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had like put it off because I knew the running length and I was like, oh, when am I going to be able to watch it in one sitting? And I didn't. I broke up, I think, on like two train trips and it was fine that way. Yeah, I'm um, sure it would be. It's so good. And this was another one where like I didn't know it was I was going to be so emotionally invested in this zombie it's movie. really good, right? It is. The characters are so good. Uh, you you know, they it's it's a handful of of characters and so you mm-hmm. they limit it and they give you just enough that you know enough about them that you really care about them and you understand yep. them and you're rooting for them and it's great action and it's uh, you know i mean it is a, it is fairly straightforward zombies but with a twist because have you ever seen zombies on a train not really and it's good it's really good it's really good yeah. i i will i think maybe i'll add it to my october viewing to watch it again yeah it's just a good 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 time yeah. Okay. So those that was the show. Uh, on our next episode, we're going to be covering Proxy. And Yay! then uh, I will let you think of anything to pair it with. Um, can I pick right now? Oh, yeah, of course you can. Um, can we pick it with can we pick it with Oh, that's, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> uh, I just got stupid. It's irreversible, right? Oh, okay. I mean, that's the name of that movie? The Monica Bellucci, Vincent Cassell? No, that's not oh. what I wanted to do. Inside. There we go. Oh, yeah. I think okay. they're both French, though. So at least I was They are both French. French. They are both, um, b- both involve putting... Oh, I can't even say it because it'd be oh, God, a spoiler alert. Say? Well, because I was going to say a, what, what is ultimately a spoiler alert for Irreversible because you don't know something about a character until the end of the movie. Yeah. But um, let's just they, say that they involve putting women in very terrible places uh, but yeah it's been years since I've seen Inside me too, me too. and I, I would be curious to remember when there was that huge foreign film boom especially French oh films yes. oh yes 
and like we were all like French films. We just realized they exist. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it since then. I'm curious. To I don't see think if I have either. Still, like, and it reminded me, obviously for obvious reasons, probably, but it reminded me of um, Proxy when I just kind of scroll right through. when you just look at poster art and such. Yeah. It's, you know, both involve pregnant women, plain and simple. Yeah, I. I, and I remember, Ooh, I remember and, liking, and that. both actually. That's a really good pick because both are very much about women's relationships with each other, Ooh. in a lot of different ways. So um, excited! Oh, that is exciting. Didn't they do a remake recently of Inside? Did they? I think they did, and I think like it's no nobody has anything has had anything good to say about it, but. Now I'm kind of curious to see if it's streaming anywhere as well. Oh, if you find, I'm not seeing it when I just search for Inside, so maybe it's under a different name. Did if you f- figure out what it is, let me know. I will totally um, let you know. Did you see the Martyrs remake with Spencer in it? I didn't. What did you think of it? No, I didn't yet either. We should probably we should pencil that in. Oh, we totally should. We- <laughs> Let's. It's- if it honestly, I'm kind of disappointed we haven't talked about it yet. Because if anybody should be talking about it, it's probably it's, us. yeah. You're like, we need to do. Oh my god. Okay, it's October. We should like somehow. Oh 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 gosh, I have so many ideas going through my head now. Because <laughs> I, I feel like we should do special episodes where we're only covering movies with Pretty Little Liars, horror movies with Pretty Little Liars in them. Yeah, we can do Truth or Dare once it's available. Uh, too. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Because I really wanted to see it. Um, yes. And fun fact we didn't mention, but in The Final Girls, yep. um, the, the the annoying swimmer is um, yep. the virgin, is the first virgin in The Final Girls. So it is a love PLL it. I love, week for everybody. Uh, I love seeing PLL alum and things. <laughs> uh, there was a remake of Inside, um, a woman, uh, directed by Miguel Angel Vivis. Who was in it? It was. Is it Rick... called Inside? Yes, uh, Laura Herring from Mulholland Drive, and Rachel oh. and Rachel Nichols, who I know I've seen in things. She's been in I stuff. just tried to search it, and it I, it gave me Inside Man. It's like Christine, just go look at this Denzel. <laughs> don't like you really don't need to to see it. You don't. <laughs> um, the director did. It's oh, a... I think I just found it. Yeah. Uh. Kid, I think I saw Kidnapped. Oh, yeah, he did Kidnapped, which was a pretty brutal movie. Yeah. It's an interesting choice, but um, yeah, I'll have to watch it. I'll probably I don't know. I would watch this probably. Yeah. Well, we'll see if we both have gotten to it by the time we come back to cover the shows. Yeah, but, I'll ooh, suggest it. That's, that's, I'm excited. And, I, and both of those movies, everybody um, should watch because there's, with Proxy especially, there's no way to talk about that movie without... T- talking about things that you kind of shouldn't know before you watch it. So, mm-hmm. uh, and inside, you know, gets pretty brutal. So we'll probably go into f- into full bloody detail on it. Yes. All right. Cool. That's exciting. And then we'll cover Pretty Little Liars horror movies for the rest. No, of we'll time. we'll just cover Pretty Little Liars Halloween episodes. <gasps> Look, I I was kidding, but now I'm serious. Now, now you like you said it as it's like when you say something as a joke and immediately the other person like has that little flicker in their eye where they think you're serious and you're like, Oh my God, they're, they're entertaining the idea. This could really happen. Yeah. Yeah. We could do special episodes during oh, October. We totally. Oh, we should. Okay. Look, done. I, I'm unemployed now. So I have. <laughs> I like this. You, I gotta say, I like the non-working you. All right. Oh so, so October is going to be a very exciting time, everybody. <laughs> so much to look forward to. Uh, in the meantime, 
if you have anything more to say about Pretty Little Liars or other things, uh, come to us on Facebook. Just look for the Facebook group, The Feminine Critique, or on Twitter, Feminine Podcast, when we remember we have a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. All that and more. Uh, on that note, do you have anything else to say? I don't think so. All right. Well, then. Later, folks. Go watch Final Girls. Watch Final Girls. It's good. Bye. Oh, oh, oh.